please make welcome the Ball and All podcast, James Tiger Woods, Beric Eckerbarts, and the king of speaking in the third person, Steve Condor Condo Condon. Okay, we are back for Monday's Experts. We are upbeat. It's the first week of April, which is a very important week. The Masters is on at the end of the week. Uh, plenty of absolutely electric electric footy over the weekend. Uh, a lot to look forward to this week, boys. Heaps to look forward to. Connor. How good. Good to be here. Yeah, great to be here. And um, Good to have you back, Satsy. Thanks, mate. It's good to be here. It's like, like riding a bike. Hopefully I don't forget how to, uh, you know, do this, uh, well, do this thing we Woody's, call podcast. Well, I think Woody's done about, what, 551 podcasts in a row, and he's a bit weary. We had he's, to roster him off. Poor he's, fella. He's resting for the week. He failed a HIA. He's having a week <laughs> Could you imagine him going for a HIA? Could you imagine those big dinner plate eyes, oh, like looking mate. at the doctor? It, it, yeah, it'd be uh, hilarious. But how good, four, a four-day working week, best time of the year, into Easter, just outstanding. I think it is the best time of the year uh, on the, on the North, North Coast, Coast, don't you reckon? Sure. It gets a little bit cooler, offshore winds. Like that weekend with the, you know, just surf for the kids was brilliant. The weather just dropped a little bit in temperature, offshore all day, just beautiful. Unbelievable you didn't have a four or a five day weekend, Sats. <laughs> yeah. You've had about six in a row. Oh, mate. Please. <laughs> um, so a bit of housekeeping uh, last night. So for those listeners that aren't aware, if they're not on social media or they hide under rocks, uh, we launched the uh, Ross Clark Jones Live podcast. So that's, uh, that is on Friday, May the 5th. So four weeks out. Uh, there's about, I think there's four. It's, so it's fair to seating. So we can seat about 400 at the community centre, cultural centre over yep. the back here. Um, and I think there's already about 150 taken. So oh, what? Yeah. So there's, from last night. Uh, so, so there's a, <laughs> hot cakes, mate, There's about seriously. 250 seats. Um, so please don't don't text Sats, Barnsey, Woody, Condo. Just get on and buy your tickets. Or if you need Eventbrite, Condo. Eventbrite, yeah. Okay, so Eventbrite, uh, and if you need a loan for the 75 bucks for us to hold a ticket, and you're a podcast listener, hit us up. We'll do that. All right, yeah, good. maybe for a day. Um, yeah, so get on there and uh, and get the tickets. It's going to be the same setup as the Mick Fanning one. Yep. Um, so confirmed, a Yuli's bar, Azteca margaritas. So oh, Woody needs to stay away from those. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, we'll have food trucks uh, and we're going to go to a bit of an effort, uh, as we mentioned last week, with the sponsors ads, which um, Vaughan Blakey is very fired up about. And actually a big shout out to Vaughn because I'm pretty sure down in Torquay tonight is the launch of uh, Nick Paulette. And ah, Bourne's uh, movie, movie. Yep, yeah. which has been, I think it might be six years in the making. Geez, that looked good. That, it that is, looked it's the so Team America good. for surfing. It's going to be outrageous. I can't, uh, oh, so I can't wait to see the, you know, the full thing. Can you imagine what it's going to be like with those two lunatic creative <sighs> so, geniuses together? Are they going to do an 8 That's Well podcast down there? or are they, You know how they usually do one on the they road? They did one yesterday. They started yesterday. Ah, yeah, they okay. had, uh, I'm pretty sure they had Parco... Mason Ho and maybe Owen Wright on yesterday afternoon, I think. I'm pretty sure. Because Owen's in that comp, isn't he? His last he is, hurrah. Yeah. Yep. He, he gets tip of the hat to him. Have yeah. we mentioned much about his career? Like, cause no, but I, yeah. No, I'd... we've sort of been waiting. We've been, I, yeah. I think Woody has been in contact with him. We'd love to obviously get him on the podcast, um, yep. living here locally. But yeah. It'd be great to get him up at Mezzas. That'd be all time. Mm. Barnsley, great idea. 
There you go. I love, it when, you're, I love it when you're thinking on a Monday, Barty. <laughs> this is good. Okay, so let's get into Around the Grounds. Um, rugby, Barty. Yeah, first squad just got announced. So um, I think it was six uncapped players in it. I wouldn't say too many surprises, but um, the young guys that are in there, obviously, uh, I think the kid down at the Rebels has been really good, the number 10, Carter Gordon. So if anyone's been – look, the Rebels in the last probably – well, since their inception have been tough to watch. Yeah. But this year they're actually showing a bit of intent. Where's he out of playing well. Yeah, what's his background? He's a Bris- Brizzy boy, West in Brisbane, sort of grew up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then – just was sort of stuck behind James O'Connor and a few of the guys there at 10 at the Reds and took a chance down at Melbourne. And this good. year it's paid off, mate. There's about three blokes cutting around with these like rank mullets down there and they're playing out of their skin. So Carter Gordon's his name, playing really good footy um, for them at 10. So yep. he's, um, I wouldn't say he's a bolter, but he's a guy that's going to get a shot um, and get to show Eddie's wares. Uh, Max Jorgensen, who you know, many have talked about already, um, so, you know, only a small guy, but at 18, amazing on his feet. Mm. So he'll get a chance as well. Barty, then, um, Max Jorgensen, would he be, say, a similar build to, say, Andrew Calloway like, or bigger? Yeah, yeah. Similar That's build? similar sort of yeah, size. Okay. It's smallish but really good on their feet and, and strong above their weight, I'd say. Um, so, yeah, keen to see him go. Um, so, yeah, look, there's a few guys and then a, a number of other blokes just sort of getting their chance around the squad. But there's obviously, I think, seven or eight overseas guys who yep. won't be considered just obviously mm-hmm. um, away, injury, selection. So, look, a bit of a um, – When you, you know, say won't op- be considered, won't like, – Well, won't currently aren't or... considered because of injury. Okay. Um, so they've been left at home. Yeah. Um, so, look, look, a lot can happen now between then and a squad. Well, yeah. I should know. I reckon I was the last pick for two World Cup squads. Were so, you? yeah, like not even in it at this time of year. Getcha. So, yeah. you can go a long way. Like, guys can be playing out of their skin right now, and, you know, you pick up an injury yeah. and it just makes it difficult. So, I, so, the guys who aren't selected, I'd be thinking it's not the end of the world either. What's so. your take on, um, say, the, the standard of the first squad that Eddie's picked? Well, I think it's okay. I think, you know, when you top it up with guys like Cora Betty and these sort of blokes who are playing overseas, it it makes a big difference to it. Um, Form of the Australian teams hasn't been great, to be fair. Like, Brumbies have been solid as usual. They're always particularly well coached. and made a good comeback on the weekend to beat the Tars. Yeah, they did, yeah, and they weren't probably playing their best. Tars actually had their better game for a while. They've been a bit disappointing, I suppose, for all the preseason talk. They're just... Lost a couple of close ones early, and unfortunately that trend's continuing. Rebels have been the surprise packet. Uh, they've played some really good footy and probably should have won more games than they Who's have. Who's coaching in Rebels? Um, Kevin Foote, so he's a South African guy. He's had a couple of years there, struggled a bit early, but now he's starting to pay off. But I think um, he's got a pretty good cast of assistants and that there now. They've put together a pretty good – Jeff Parling played for England. He's been coaching now a while. Um, Timmy Sampson, who was the force coach last year, he did a good job over there. Got sacked, gone to the Rebels. So, yeah, they've got a. They seem like they've got a good bunch of uh, good good assistants, and um, you know, a couple of the young guys now, or they're not so young anymore. They're sort of getting to that 25, 26 age, and are starting to play good footy. Yeah, beautiful. Um, righto. Well, uh, before we get it, the update on the tipping comp and all the uh, all the mm. where for all there, Bar- uh, Barnsley and Satsy, we'll dial Jared in. Um, and we'll get his recap as well. How'd your round go, Condo? Barnsley, you and I... Um, did we have a good round, did we? You, well, you did. It's you good. Oh, we're getting some assistance. The teamwork is... is and we've got, to, we've got to sort of manipulate uh, how we go with our jokers now. Now when the saints... Welcome, Jared. Mm. Gentlemen. 
We we're just Morning, uh, we're just Gareth. talking about our team uh, our team sort of focus on this tipping comp. Um, Satsy, give us the update on the tipping comp. Right, here we go. Okay, so the week that was, so we had um, three bo- three blokes, including Derek Farns, not use the Joker tipping seven out of the eight. So three blokes did that, did mm, they? Wow. Uh, bring back bring back the Bears, Jakey M and Derek Farns. Uh, about uh, seven used their joke around. Flopster got 12. So Flopster, he obviously got Gavtini. Oh, Gavtini. Yeah. Races to um, to 12. We we have a result. Can oh, confirm in the we knockout. have a result in the knockout. Uh, so the bloke, his name is Alex Work, Workman. Workman. Yeah, yeah. He Does anyone in, know he, him? Yeah, he's in the Johnny Ganner group. Is yeah, he? Yeah, good mate of uh, Brycey Cameron's. Okay, so Alex Workman, so he has won Alex the knockout. Won. Yes. So Alex so A Worker. So shouting gifts. Okay, well, shouting we're going to get organised for that to pay him. Um, so just a really quick update. Um, Mr. G has a uh, little bit of work to do. <laughs> What's your, where is he? <laughs> where is G. our tipster? Mr. He's, G, where are you? He's raced to 69 oh. on 22 points, still with his joker intact. Um, Danny Badiris, myself uh, on 45, 24, joker intact. Uh, Derek Farns up the leaderboard to 20. Nice, Ooh. mate, on 26. And Condo Condo. I think I'm a, the same as Barnsey. Yeah, 23 with his Joker intact. So, yeah. anyway, quick quick update. Kiwi Doc, 32, out in front Kiwi without Doc. his Joker. Without his Joker? Without his Joker. So, yeah, he's, 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 he's yeah. used it. He's, oh, yeah, he's used yeah. it. So, he's without. Yeah, he's done. He's going to fall down the line. Hey, Worko, um, what's he get, mate, for the for the prize, for the knockout cop? Oh, I don't have it written down in front of me, but it was, uh, yeah, carton of ball and all, uh, all the ball and all apparel, uh, $50 restaurant voucher to Yulies in Byron, uh, Club Lennox, uh, Mez's pizza, pizza and Pasta. Sick. Yeah, it's, there's heaps of, heaps heaps of, of stuff. prizes, yeah. And was the other one after round nine? After there was round, a- yeah, round nine, Barnsley. Okay. So we've got to coordinate our jokers. So okay. Jimmy Wu, Mr. G, are you going to help us out? And and James. It's a long season. It's a long <laughs> yeah, season. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Wu's on 89. He's, he's got a bit of work yeah, to do. Jimmy, so. Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jimmy. 89. He's got plenty to and do. And don't get him. That's why we rostered him off this morning because of the Tigers getting belted by Study. 40 or 50. Yeah. So when do you reckon you'll use your joker, Barnsey? I was going to use it about round 22. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Keep it intact for that well, long? Well, you want to know teams who are just completely not in the race anymore, you know, and then they get those games where they're just, you know, apathy sets in and they, they struggle. So, yeah, you don't want to be using your joker early, Too early, early doors. Yeah. No, Righto, uh, Jared. Um, well, firstly, Satsy, do you reckon you've got it in, it, in mm-hmm. you? Because Jared uh, and I were talking on the weekend. Uh, it's taken, so five rounds for the knockout comp. Yes. Um, to have a winner. Yep. Now, do we go like? Can you set up another knockout comp by Thursday? Well, I can. If, the, if does the comp allow it? I wonder. I suppose it. Can it you? May. Can I'll, we do I'll some research? I'll do some so research. So, what we're thinking for yep. for the second knockout comp yep. is it'll be twenty dollar entry. Yep. Okay, fifteen dollars of the twenty will go to the pool, and five dollars will go to a charity that we choose. Perfect. Yep. Cool. So, if we get yep. if we get I don't know, we got one hundred and twenty eight pretty easy. If we spread the word, we might get two hundred. Yep. So it'd be three grand to the winner. And $1,000 to a uh, charity of our choice. Love it, mate. Yep. What do you reckon, Jared? I reckon we can, uh, another five weeks, we'll, we'll have a winner again. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a really tight competition. So there's going to be knockouts happening every week. It's, and it's a, it's a great concept. And for any listeners out there who are involved in junior sporting clubs and fundraising, um, years ago, I used to run this at uh, a couple of different clubs and uh, we made it 100 bucks buy-in. Uh, and a hundred players, and you know, you'd raise ten grand, and we 
we'd have five grand for the winner and five grand for the club. So it's a, also a great fundraising idea as well. Very Fantastic. Good. Right, Asatsi, you got one job this week, all right? I know you got the rest <laughs> of the week off. Pressure's on. Okay, Jared, uh, recap of the weekend. What was your take? Well, we had highs and lows, didn't we? On a fantastic weekend. There's some really tight games. Um, Roosters kicked away, ended up holding on. I probably should have won by a little bit more, I thought. They left a little bit out there. But um, we saw a couple of big uh, drummings. Clearly, the Raiders and the Tigers got uh, fixed up. But outside mm-hmm. of that, we saw some also some really close games. I mean, the Eagles and Knights went neck and neck. We ended up with 64 points in that game. And then what about yesterday? I mean, the Sharks led 20-0 at home and got run down and beat 32-30. And then the Bulldogs and Cowboys go to extra time. And what Matty about that Burton, field goal? Burton, how good. That, that's, that, that's as good as Cleary the week before, isn't it? Oh, it is, What yeah. was he, 30-odd out, sort of five oh, or so in? Probably 40, 40, 40 distance in. But I love the balls to chip and chase to yeah. add yeah, a but, car. Well, I was about yeah. to say, but he yep. was absolutely gassed. He was gassed, Like, he's, yeah. he chipped over. That, you know, that had, that had played out. The ball gets kicked back, dummy half straight to Burton, and he lines it up and goes smack. Barnsley, tell yeah. us your, um, your best drop goal in your career. Have you got one? <laughs> oh, oh. Or best miss. <laughs> I've, had few, I've had a few to win games and missed. Um, Have you had a drop goal to win a game? Yeah, yeah, a few. And oh. Yeah, sprayed them both. Did you? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I've been kicked a couple. I've got a couple as well. Um, Thanks for bringing it up. Yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> we can edit that out. Uh, oh, I don't know. I might have kicked a couple. Is yeah. it a great feeling? It's got to yeah, be one of the great is. feelings, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. The one of the best one I reckon I've ever hit was over in like South Africa. Got like a forty out one on my left foot. That that was just left taking foot. The piss. What? Yeah. Just for shits and giggles, or oh, like I just, ha- just no, nah, I don't went over. Just happened to like I don't know what I was thinking. I wasn't really right. thinking. Yeah, jammed on my left and just it just. Fancy, I reckon. I was like, Holy shit, that's kept going. Does the ball go further at, at altitude? Well, actually, or? um, that one actually. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to say it was out. It does go further at altitude, but that was actually a sea level. That was a Cape Town. <laughs> oh, was it? <laughs> Below sea level. Yeah. Oh, jeez. And and uh, I mean, when Burton kicked that uh, field goal last night, Jared, what about Joshy Reynolds carry on? Don't they love him there? The ball. Dog supporters. Yeah. yeah, they do. It's amazing. And I mean, the one thing he does bring is um, enthusiasm. You know, as soon as he gets out there, uh, you can see they lift. Um, really interesting what they do with him in the next couple of weeks, whether they continue to play him at 14, whether they actually move him into seven. Oh, um, I, I, actually... I would move him to seven. I just think Flanagan is not a first grade footballer. Mm. No, he's not. And, and, and clearly they've been. Uh, struggling with some of that direction and attack and, and some of that execution. Paints a really interesting table now, though, because I certainly think that all the way down the 15th where you've got the Eels, um, all of those uh, teams in that clump um, can all uh, put wins and losses together and just keep themselves competitive into the next four or five weeks. Um, not so sure about the Raiders or the Tigers. The um, <coughs> I think the Eels is interesting because they've had uh, so they've had one win, um, you sort of called it before a ball was kicked out of their first five. Uh, they've played a couple of games uh, where they've played teams coming off the bye, but I think they could now win five on the trot. And They, they do, yeah. They, they, they come off a really difficult opening for uh, five rounds. I mean, they went the Storm, the Sharks, the Eagles, the Panthers, and then the Roosters last uh, Thursday night. Well, that's a really tough draw. Um, you know, you know, three of those games they only lost by four points. Uh, one they won, which is against clearly the Panthers. Well, next week you'd have to suggest that they drop back a level when they play the Tigers. So <laughs> I think uh, I think you're right. They can uh, pick up a win and 
and then start to potentially pick up one or two. And uh, I think there was also some positive signs uh, the other night that with Matheson back, I think Lane's either one, uh, Lane's either back this week or back the following week with their best list on the park, in particular in the middle, and then getting Paulo back. Um, they're going to be very competitive, and I certainly think that they'll start to climb the ladder a little. Whether they make the eight might be another thing, but I certainly think they're a far better side than sitting at 15th on the table. You highlighted uh, on uh, the captain's run the Storm's record against against the Rabbitohs, and it pops up again. Like, what was the record again? Is it 18 out of 19 or something ridiculous? No, no, well, prior to, prior to last, uh, last Friday night, it was um, 31 of the last That's 37 it. The storm had won, and those six, uh, the rabbits had never won two back to back in their history against the storm, and they actually won the last time that they met. So they were going to try and break that duck, and lo and behold, the storm just uh, bob up. They just seemed to be able to compete against the rabbits. And the other thing too was that the rabbits just seemed to spoil opportunity when they play the storm. They probably had two or three. Uh, try scoring opportunities and the last pass or last play just um, uh, went dead and they didn't convert. So just amazing that record continues. Um, I did think we'd see points out at Mudgee. Well, we ended up with 64 points. I mean, it was a, almost a game of touch football, wasn't it? You know, the Eagles led 10-0 and then the Knights kicked away and actually had a bit of a commanding margin. And then, um, you know, it was... Uh, nip and tuck all the way through the second half. I mean, there's a lot of questions about whether that um, best try should have been oh, disallowed. That was a terrible decision. Uh, I the two things for me is I thought Newcastle, far, far better side, far sure. better side. I yeah. love the way they're playing and not, you know, yeah. I know you're you're involved down there, Barnsley, but I just love the yeah. fact that they're actually showing some of the old Newcastle. There's some real steel there. There's yep. some real resolve. that They don't drop their heads when all of a sudden they're 10 down. Um, they were by far the better side. Yeah, I thought they looked good. Oh, they, they were. And I, I think, you know, we've, we've been touching on this the last couple of weeks. The addition of Hastings at seven and organising what they're doing in his kicking game and then locking Miller from the back, mm. uh, those two additions have just made uh, a huge turnaround to what they're doing with the football and the fact that they're actually now um, playing with the ball, scoring points, they're taking opportunity. And I certainly thought that they should have ended up with the uh, as the winners on the back of that best yeah. try. I just reckon- the, the, worry, the worry about the Eagles, that, that's two of their last three games now. They've conceded 30 mm. to the Eels and 32 to the Knights. Yeah. Yeah, you said that the other week, didn't you, their, um, their defence. I reckon they, they lose a bit when Schuster's out. They lose a lot. When, with yeah. the Manly. I reckon the back three for the Knights, Dom Young, um, Marzer, geez, he's been a good buy. Um, <laughs> And yep. young Lockie Miller, like that. The work those blokes do, t- taking some really tough carries. Yeah. Um, and I think also, you know, G- Gagai and um, Gags, is good. Gags has been yeah. really good and so is Bradman Best. So you've yeah. got a back five there now, yeah. which are um, legitimately good. They're solid. And yeah. they're solid. They yeah. make big metres carrying. So that takes the, you know, the... They're, um, they're, they're excellent, Barnsley. The back three are excellent. Yeah, well, yeah, that, and, and they, they need to be because that, yeah. that gives those guys in the middle a chance to have a break. And I think that's, you know, if you look yeah. back in past years, the guys in the middle have probably had to do a lot more work and hence yeah. they fatigue far worse down the back end of games. And yeah. then that all adds up. Rugby league's become so important now with your back back five and how much work they do. And can, mate, can, I, can I just highlight something that you touched on, I think maybe before a ball was kicked, Barnsley? Uh, Jared and I were talking about it over the weekend before the Tigers played yesterday, but mm. I think with the depth or lack of depth, especially when you get to really good quality halves, yeah. one foul swoop of the pen 
where you release a Jackson Hastings from the Tigers and he goes into a night setup where yeah. they needed that type of player. You have a look. He, he that that guy, whether you like him or you don't like him, and I know he's been at. We've touched on it before. He's mm. been at numerous clubs and whatever. The Tigers have had a shocker, and the Knights have have got someone there that just points them around the field. The guy hasn't had a bad game yet. Yeah. It's been solid, mate. And he, that was his best game of footy on the weekend. And did you sure. see when Ben Trebojevic got injured? Um, Jacko went up, just ran yeah. back and shook his hand. Like so, he was obviously at Manly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, a bit of class there. To your point before, Barnsley, that back three doing a lot of the work. I reckon that's where the Rabbitohs are struggling. I know, you know, he's a freak. I know he's a he's a class player, but that's where I reckon Big Trell Mitt's got to do a bit more work in those tough carries. Jared touched on this, yeah. I think, uh, two weeks ago about Latrell's just how much we love him, how talented he is, but just his involvement. Did you see him run back the other night? It just almost looked, he looked disinterested. Like it just, it looked like he was almost just jogging back. Now, again, I don't know, it's early in the season, he may be carrying an injury. Yes, he's going to come up with those big plays. But I just think to your point where it's so important for your team to get that go forward in those early tackles of the set where he's not doing that work, it just puts the pressure on your forwards. Yeah, it does. It means, you know, big Tommy Burgess has got to step up and do more. But the Bunnies, I think, are going to struggle until they get Totola back and they yeah. get Jai Arrow. They get those two guys back. Yep. Then Latrell can cruise because they've got an extra two carriers. The Bunnies struggle whenever they lose a prop or someone early to injury yep. um, or they've got a couple of big forwards out because Latrell doesn't do what a Dylan Edwards does. Mm. So Dylan Edwards is going to get you 22 carries, yep. but Latrell's still going to put on two try assists. So you've got to try to balance, balance out. it out a yeah. little bit. What's your take on the Knights, Jared? Oh, I think what they've done is outstanding. I mean, if, if you said that you're going to lose Caelan Ponga two minutes into your second game at Leichhardt, and then after five games have uh, two wins and a draw, I, I think that's outstanding. And more importantly, the way they've played in the last two weeks, they come back in the second half last week. We touched on against the Raiders, was just outstanding. They were down by six and could have rolled over. Uh, yet they lifted and actually scored some very good points and then did the same again uh, at Mudgee. And, you know, very interesting game for them this week. They're back at home and now pick up the Warriors. So that'll mm-hmm. be a very good matchup. Pretty yeah. nice for the Johns family with um, Jack and Cooper playing on the weekend. Yeah, yeah that was pretty cool. Sure, I thought mate. Jack Johns played really well. Jack played really well. That grubber he put on, yeah. uh, little offload, a couple of good shots in defence. Yeah. Nah, Jack Jack was really, really good for him. Yeah. Tell you, he got lined up by uh, by Trevojevic. Did you oh, see that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. T- to tell you what, can we just tip our hat to Jay Trevojevic? Manly, Manly ca- he carried Manly on he the weekend. Now, in a poor side, he was their best. Isn't he a great example if you're going to teach a kid tackling <sighs> technique? Oh. Like he, that, uh, who was the back row, the other back row that yeah. just rolled over and like, had to crawl off? Matty Croker. Matty Croker. Absolutely oh. rearranged <laughs> his ribcage. <laughs> he did. And, <laughs> and that's, that's in the 70, that's in the 80th minute after yeah. he's played the whole game. Yeah. Like he's a freak. Yeah, he plays 80 minutes every week. Jared, do you, um, I mean, I know this happens at every club with, uh, you know, contract, you know, deliberations with high profile players. They, they, the Raiders weren't playing well up to, you know, the Jack Whiteman sort of decision that he's going to put himself out to the open market. But, gee, they were poor against the Broncos. And for me, I thought the Broncos were only really in third gear. They, I don't think they oh, even the really... Tigers, yeah. They, mm. they really stepped it up. Like, you know, that, yeah. Well, you the, know, the, 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 Raiders the Panthers just, just went whack, didn't they? Yeah, 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 you know, the, Panthers yeah sorry. But yeah, and Panthers you're right, getting... the Panthers were only in third gear. And, I mean, I think the mistake that's been made at the Raiders is that instead of... Um, 
letting the, uh, the captain test the market. They should have let the coach test the market. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> since 2014, you know, I, I, I've been a, a, against Ricky as a coach for a long time. I just don't think uh, he cuts it. Um, you know, his win record since he left the Roosters is 38%. I mean, there wouldn't be another coach coaching first grade um, allowed to get away with that as he has. And I think, you know, they've got clearly a lot of injuries at the moment, but that list is un- underperforming. Um, I thought they underperformed last year. You know, they made a little bit of a run late in the season, probably had a gift to draw. As soon as they came up against consistent uh, top eight sides, you know, they had one win and then a, a couple of poor losses. Uh, I think they're in deep trouble this year because I think their list looks thinner now, especially with these injury outs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Frawley's picked up an injury, so he's going to be out this week. So all of a sudden, they've got both Whiten and Frawley out. Um, they've lost uh, Levi as a backup number nine. Um, I think they're in deep trouble. Uh, I, and they have a very good draw. I touched on this preseason. I thought they were a chance of making the eight on the back of such a soft draw. But all of that's you know just going up in smoke now. Sorry, that's the reason I touched on the Broncos, uh, because they play them this weekend at Suncorp. Oh, like that could be. That could be another bloody cricket well, score. Broncos look really, really good. I tell you, I reckon they're the, the best-looking team. Uh, across the park at the moment. I reckon they are just I think I mentioned this when I moved back from Hong Kong. I went and bought a Broncos membership so I could sit at Suncorp mm-hmm. purely to watch when Matty Bowen came down from the Cowboys because <laughs> I just love watching that guy play. Reese Welsh, Welsh just reminds just, me yeah. so much of it. Like a small body, yeah. uh, you know, quick feet, that, that, that's, you know, move, that lateral movement and just electrifying speed. Yeah, they, yep. they, they are in a good position, aren't they? Like you look at them across the park – they got big outside backs, big middles in Payne Haas. I Satsy love Paddy pa- Carrigan. Did you see the story on Paddy Carrigan? On, uh, oh, mate, he's he a He reminds leader. me of you. You've yeah. done everything like that, haven't you? You've like the <laughs> – Yeah, right. Like, what has what, he won? Club, most clubs would give their left nut oh, to get a player like Paddy what Carrigan. A leader. You saw behind the scenes yeah. the uh, the voice, you know, how much he commands respect within the group. Did you see um, the one last year, Barnsley? Class act. When he's playing, how much he's – like he's yeah. leading. They mocked him up for a few games and his leadership is just – Mate, it gives you goosebumps. It's unbelievable. He's just constantly at players. Do this, move there, you know. He's a, he's a freak. Um, Jared, when you look, just on that, when you look at the Broncos, Jared, what do you see at the moment? Like, where do you see any chinks or, like, quite obviously that they can attack from anywhere? Well, the, the, the balance looks um, superb, doesn't it? You know, got two, two of the best front rows in the competition, in Carrigan and Haas. Um, you know, a back row that works really hard. Then, you know, the, the best organising uh, half in the game in Reynolds. I mean, Reynolds was playing that game in a dinner suit the other night and he just directed them around the park. You know, lovely little kick touches that led to tries. Um, the right occasions are either kick short or kick long. Um, he just reads the game so incredibly well. And the key to their season is how long and if they can keep him on the park for most of the year. Uh, it's their best start since 1998. Um, they've won their opening five games. I think in 98 they went on to win the competition. Uh, certainly they've got the balance. I do think, and I've said for a number of weeks, they do have the middle and the back half of the season a really difficult draw. I mean, I think they're going to play much tougher teams in weeks to come. I mean, round eight, they've got the Eels. Then they go Rabbits, Seagulls, Storm, Panthers. Um, and they also have... The Storm twice, the Rabbits twice, the Eels twice, and they get the Panthers once more. 
and then at some stage they're going to end up with the Roosters, the Sharks, and the Eagles. So that's that's ten that's tough, tough that games. Is a real tough draw, yeah. That they haven't yet got through, but they're winning, and they've got they've got five in the bank now, um, and that's going to help you when you're getting through Origin, and if you end up with a, a few weeks where you have got some injuries. So, you know, there's no doubt. Um, yeah, outstanding start to the season. But they're a very good run at home. They're back at home again this week. And so that's going to turn in the back half of the year when they're playing a lot of those games away. Uh, but certainly, you know, the market at the moment is quarter and a half between them and the Raiders this week. I think that'll probably close, start closer to 18. I don't think that'll be enough. I think they'll absolutely dust up the Raiders because, you know, A, they're in trouble and they've got such a long entry list with Frawley out now again. Kevy will, uh, will have to get his rotation right at the back end of the year on resting players. Um, can you give me the scoop on why are we resting referees four to five weeks in? Like, why do referees need to rest? I don't know. They, 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 do they rested know. their number one referee on the weekend. Did, you, did anyone no, miss that? I, no. I missed it. What, what was the, what's the thinking there? Don't know. He needs a rest. <laughs> He's buggy. Well, let's go back to round <laughs> three. I he think... needs a rest? Well, I think in round three they rested... Uh... Atkins. I mean, Atkins would be in the top three referees. <laughs> he's he's, he's, he's done two games and all of us done two games and has a week off. What do the refs do? Do the refs were the refs train a fair bit? Like yeah, referees are like it's a full time yeah. train. Like they yeah. they're pretty fit. Yeah, but look, in saying that, guys, like, do we do we really care if they're making good decisions? We have got a surplus of refs. Like, what's oh, the I've issue? got no problems if they're making good decisions. But my point being is Bradman best decision. Yeah, but that decision. wasn't by the referee. That was by the well, guy in the bunker. It's by officials. He's the one guy having a rest. Well, maybe he shouldn't be having a <laughs> <laughs> so, Well, maybe the well, ref shouldn't be having a rest. He should be in the bunker. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. You just All I'm saying, Barnsley, is you need your best people available. They ref, what, 80 minutes. So, you know, we'll sit in the bunker and sleep. Do they all do one game minutes. a weekend? That's what I would thought. You would, maybe you'd run two. Yeah, what's the go there, Jared? Do they do one game a weekend? Yeah, they they all do one game a week. Well, that'll do me. That'll do me. You don't need a rest for one, one game a weekend. Anyway. Well, and normally what they also do too is um, they'll rotate the position of, uh, you know, Klein seems to be the go-to for a lot of the video um, referrals. So he might normally, uh, we'll see him referee a Thursday or Friday night and then he'll be in the box on the Saturday and the Resting Sunday up. for key games and... Uh, These yeah, guys are on anyway, 250. Funny story. They're getting Barnsley, paid well. well. There was a couple of blokes last year, I think it was a year before, came down from um, Brisbane, a couple of referees. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's blokes, right. Barnsley. Yeah, well, they're international Great refs place, international oh, rugby Oh, the rugby refs. guys at our podcast. Nick yeah, 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 yeah. Damon yeah. Murphy. And yeah, I said yeah. to one of them, I was just chatting anyway, blah, 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 chatting, and I said, mate, how's that fucking bloke that made the call to send Corabetti off in that game against France? Was it him? Yeah, so that was me. <laughs> <laughs> One of your best guys. Oh, I had no choice, mate. When it... <laughs> oh dear, uh, Jared. Uh, we spoke uh, over the weekend, and uh, I'd like you to bring us up to speed just on your view on uh, on front rowers, like uh, just sort of the age bracket of as these guys are improving. It's, I think, it's an interesting subject because you look at uh, JWH at the Roosters. You know, potentially, you know, they've signed uh, Lenu from the Panthers. They got Matt Lodge there. They got Lindsay Collins. Uh, the talk was that he was maybe going to retire. Mm. The guy's playing the best footy of his career. I, I don't think the Roosters can win the comp if JWH is totally on the agree. field. Yeah. They're a completely different team yeah. with him on the field and when he's not. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, go back two weeks ago. His influence when he came on, first game back this season, 
against the Rabbits after about 20 minutes of the first half. He completely changed that mm-hmm. game. And he was instrumental in how they played and dominated um, through the midsection of the game against the Eels on Thursday night. And he's got so much to offer with experience. And you know, I personally still think that there's a good 30, if not 40 minutes in him uh, each week. And uh, it poses a, a really tricky question for them because I'd certainly be looking to retain him. Um, but you're right, you don't, whether they want to end up with four will be a key issue. But, you know, Collins can also play at edge if need, need be. Um, but it does, coming back to that point, Stephen, I mean, I think over uh, the last 10 years, we've finally got it right where we've now got a proper reserve grade competition in the Sydney competition, whereas the Q Cup's always been very strong as a backup. And what that has meant is it's allowed a number of these front rowers to mature on the way through. And then we start to see when they're 25, 26, 27, uh, them coming into their best football. And, you know, I think, you know, we're a hard racer, certainly example. I think Collins, you know, last year and this year has been outstanding at the Roosters. And mm. he's now coming off the experience of playing rep football and just getting better with age. I mean, look at, you know, big junior Barlow at the Eels. I mean, he's just got better year by year through the last couple of years. And, um, you know, look at Rudolph at the Sharks. I mean, mm. he was playing New South Wales Cup. He was, um, yeah. And reserve grade three years ago for Newtown, and he's just kicked on at the Sharks. Um, and, yeah, I mean, how good's Haas going to be in a couple of years' time? Mm. I mean, the guy is going to be the best front rower in the comp, I'd say, for four or five years. And so, yeah, I, you, I'm, did, I'm did glad to hit, see that we've got just, that reserve grade. Just mm. on Payne Haas, did you, hit, did you hear Lockie Miller's comment on Payne Haas? From the night? No, what was that? What he just saying? he just said, "How is he made? Like what what where did like <laughs> what uh, like what did they pour into the mix to get that specimen so oh, correct? Oh. Like he said, you try and tackle him, you try and like he said, he's just he's. Have you seen yeah. any footage of him as a young fella? Like like not young, but like no. Have you like got a, have you got oh, some of that when he's fifteen, there sixteen? Was a, uh, and like an NRL. Yeah, uh, like he's playing thing. against under twos or something. No, it's it's he's an ad, like he's probably eighteen, yeah. nineteen, and he's just palming blokes. He's it's throwing just them into the unbelievable. grandstand. Yeah, but the interesting thing is, with you know the, the game was going to speed up, and you thought those big blokes would struggle. You know, yeah. almost like the game would sort of suit a, a, a kind of a fitter, mm. smaller fella. It's nice that those big forwards, like everyone that you just mentioned before, um, Jared, they're still big blokes. And they've sort of refined their game. But Jared Warrior Hargraves is, is, you know, one of the biggest bodies and still gets through a a shitload of work. Um, Look at Jakey uh, Trebojevic. Um, I I just think it's interesting that those bigger guys have still been able to have an impact as the game has got quicker. Because if you look at last year and the year before, it was the the thing that was in vogue was small locks. Yeah, Mm. So Victor Radley, Cam Murray, uh, Cam McInnes, these sort of guys were the talk of the town. And it's funny, this year it's flipped back to the big man being powerful through the middle. So I don't know, what are you seeing in that front, Jared? Well, yeah, I think that's the case. And uh, I I like the balance that I think we've now ended up with this season where um, I think the tempo of the game and... The play is uh, how we would traditionally like the game, yeah. and we've moved away from the rubbish that we had in 2021, where we, you know, we end up with you know basically touch football with all the six agains and rubbish that came well, in. Now, thankfully, all of that's that been rule, diluted back Jared? out. 
It's that rule that you can't have a six again within your own half, I think, which has that's, brought the pace back. I, I it's really been a big like change. That. It's been a yeah. big change. Yeah, that's the key rule. Yeah, and, the, and the other thing it that's is. happening is blokes aren't staying down. With the HIA rule that's come in, yes. you get you don't get that sort of soccer faking anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, if when you're, you're hit, you're hit. I, I, Like yeah. I know we touched on this and I think we're right earlier on, like three or four weeks ago, but they have to increase the bench. There yeah. has to be an allocation of, I don't know, one or two guys just for HIA knocks, you know, mm. like they have to increase the match. Well, surprised me the other night. Did you see when um, uh, Tedesco got hit? Mm. Sort of like a little bit late. He passed the ball. Yep. You kind of go, oh, mate, he's going to be completely fine. Goes off, fails the HIA. So it mm. just shows you it doesn't take much. Uh, like I know he's had hit. a bit in Shoulder his – Shoulder to the – And he's had a bit in the, in his career, hasn't he, mm. Tedesco? But um, I agree. Yeah. I think they need to increase it for sure. Just on the front rowers there, Barnsley, a question for you. What I think one good thing that Jared's trying to highlight there, and we, we have spoken about this, is maybe the patience of waiting for talent in different positions to sort of mature. And you can see that with front rowers and maybe have, the game has to be more patient with, with halves. But what age do you think? Like where, what age did you play your best footy at? Oh, I think most guys would tell you it's around 27. There you go. Mm, because yeah. that's that's where your body matures to a point to cope with all the training loads. So you're at a point and it's not it's not wearing and tearing where you are when you're over 30. So yeah. 30, your mind's there where it's in its perfect peak performance, but your body starts diving. So I reckon around that 27 to 30 is your sweet spot. So and like, and, the, and is, is that why you're sort of seeing guys at 27, 28 signed like four or five-year contracts to sort of say 31, 32 when they're at the prime of their career. Yeah, that's your prime contract. And I think that's where you make your bank. But I think as a squad, you want to have a mix. So I reckon when you've got, um, say, 50% of your squad in around that 25 to 29 mark, and Mm. then you've got a really good 25, 25 mix of, uh, or maybe, I don't know, say 30, 20 mix of veterans and uh, rookies. So Hargraves is 34. Yeah, he's he's, like he's the other, he's the opposite of that sort of argument. Where yeah, he's but I think I think to age. the point that like yeah. uh, that we've well, Satsu, you made it, uh, Jared made it. Is I think the adaption, like you yeah. can see with a guy like Hargraves, where he's a big body, he's got a lot more aerobic capacity this year than he has had previously. So yep. something's changed there in his training. Yep. So. Yeah. Well, I think that this is also going to be a key point now for the Dolphins because we saw on the weekend. They literally hit the wall. I, I think mentally they really struggled to turn up. They're and, up against the uh, quality side. <laughs> and Bennett addressed this uh, in, the, in the post-match presser that they've been up for a number of weeks. Now, he has a uh, certainly a very uh, senior ageing squad. Mm. Uh, now they're also picking up a few injuries. Uh, once we get, you know, we're only five weeks into the season. Once we get into week 12, week 14, week 16, uh, how are they handling that uh, wear and tear of every week at a uh, at the back end of their career, and what what depth have they got coming through? That's going to be a, a nice test. Yeah, they are, they are running into some crucial injuries, unfortunately, mm. for the Dolphins. Righto, Jared. Uh, what is what are you sort of highlighting early in the week for the week ahead that we'll touch on on Thursday? Well, well I think there's uh, there's some key matchups. I mean, whether we end up with a couple of lopsided games through. Uh, the Easter weekend, we've um, we just touched on the fact that we, you know the Broncos are at home to the Raiders, the Eels and the Tigers on Monday. I think we start the week with a cracker down oh, in Melbourne. Yeah. Storm back at home against the Roosters. Uh, that will be a very good game. And you know how do the Eagles respond having leaked some defence in a lot two of their last three games? They go out to Penrith Park. Their record at Penrith is not flash, so that'll be an interesting matchup as well. I'm really looking forward to. Um 
Hargraves versus uh, who's the big bloke out of the storm? Nelson, Asafa Solomon. I don't think Nelson will be back. Oh, he yeah, won't be back. No. Sure if he is. Um, but I think it'll be uh, uh, Walsh and Wira Hargraves in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'll, that'll be, be good. good. That'll be the clash. Yeah, and that'll cheese. be good. <laughs> cheese against his old team. Yeah, yeah. cheese Harry Grant. That'd be a good. Can match you can you imagine the chirp there? Like, yeah. I tell you what, boys. I don't know what you think, but Munster, he he is just a class act, isn't he? Oh. He's dead set. He's a freak. He, if he doesn't play, Storm are nowhere near their best. And yeah, his yeah. combination but, with Grant, I reckon he's the only bloke that sort of gets what Grant's about to do. He's on the same Yeah, well, same that showed universe. the other night, you know, when Grant made about who's there pushing who's there? up, it's Munster because yeah. he can see almost – he can read that pattern in front of him quicker than anyone else. I reckon Grant needs – like Grant's wasted in that he gets out when Munster's not there yeah, and he sort of gets into space and he's like – no well, you forget, you forget too, Hughes isn't playing at the moment either. And yeah. Hughes, that's his greatest asset is his support play. He's not yes. a ball-playing half. But any time there's a sniff or half a line break, Jerome Hughes is pushing up. So, yeah, yeah without both of them, Harry Grant's kind of negated. He's negated, I'll tell you yeah. what, five weeks in, I'll tip my hat to Nick Meaney. Oh, oh yeah. He is having Fire. a cracking season. Like yeah. that, 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 uh, that try save over in the corner, his yep. consistency of his kicking – He's really, I mean, we know he was. He's a Melbourne Storm player. He's 100% he's a, Melbourne a Melbourne Storm player, player yeah. isn't he? You can see he's changed. Yeah, mm. yeah he's, uh, he's playing exceptional football. Righto, Jared. Well, uh, that's a great, uh, great recap. Um, I'm really glad that you spent so much time talking about the form of the Dragons. But we'll be back, in, back, uh, back with you on Thursday morning. Did they win on the weekend? Yeah, good on you. <laughs> <laughs> see you, mate. See you, guys. See you, mate. Yeah, that was a great, uh, a great catch up, mm. uh, boys. Uh, move straight into it this week. Um, the highlight of the golf year, and I think this will be. Oh, yeah. I think the viewing stats of the Masters this week will be off the charts with uh, all the live players. I think there's 15 live players that will be eligible to play in the Masters, um, of which about six or eight are in really good form. Um, <laughs> it's good to have them Patrick back. Patrick Reed, yeah. uh, Brooks Kepka won this morning on the live. Oh, uh, did he? Yep. So that's his. He hasn't been in form, and if you watch. Um, Full swing, you know, he's obviously he's thrown a few toys out of the cot in the last six months, but he's back in form. Yep. So you got Kepka, Reed, Dustin Johnson, Cam Smith, uh, all in really good form, running into the Masters this week. Uh, interestingly, yep. the only only live player that is down for a media um, press conference um, is Cam Smith. Is <laughs> he? So <laughs> they're sort of go. throwing him under the bus. I'm sure he'll handle it. What's your early multi, mate? What do you? Who do you like? Oh... Uh, you just have to come back to guys who've got really good short games around there. I, I actually, I mean, I know um, you guys know that I'm a huge rap on Cam Smith. Mm. He's got great form around there. So Cam Smith, but the other one that I really like that's been in exceptional form this year is Jason Day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Jason yeah. Day just scraped in uh, into the top 50 to get a late invite. Again, he's he's swinging it exceptionally. He's going to win at some stage in the next next mm. couple of months. But his short game, he's never lost. He's a great putter. He, he can get up and down from, you know, from one end of the bathtub to the other. He's, he's exceptional. <laughs> Jeez, it was horrible to watch Smith unravel last year, wasn't it, on um, Amen's Corner and just Scheffler. If you go Smith. there, Satsy, you, you, you can understand why. Yeah. Like when you're talking the quality of the player. Like when you get down, like the undulation from the first and the tenth tee down to Amen Corner when you run into 12, 13, especially 12, is it's just it, it, like that's a short puff three, but it's just the breeze. Like if the wind but blows it through that he the trees, didn't, he? didn't yeah, he? Yeah, but it, but if the wind blows through the trees there, that, yeah. that's why they just watch this week. Yeah, how much time they spend on the twelfth tee talking to their caddy about whether they're hitting eight iron, nine iron, wedge, whatever, yeah. because yeah. of the wind. 
Do you remember Jordan Spieth? He, 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 he plunked he one in there. had a shock of that year when he was leading yeah, by a mile right. too. And, and he's won there. Oh, yeah. man, it's such a – isn't it a great tournament? Oh, it you know what it. I love I'm about so it? I'm so excited. And, and to have yeah. to not get up and go to work Monday and just watch the final final round. <laughs> I'm just trying nice. to work up work out which days you do get up and go to work. He's <laughs> <laughs> the busiest man in Lennox head oh, No, you are, Barnsley. Like, you're yeah. the busiest. Yeah, me and Sats. That's right. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to it. I'm so excited, mate. Yeah, it should be good. should be good. So tell me, what's the stat again they make there through just merchandise? Merchandise sales and stuff—it's phenomenal, oh, isn't it? It's, what? it's something ridiculous. Like that—that that course. Like I'll give you an idea. Eighty-five thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you an idea of the extent that they go to. So when you watch the telecast again this year, the thirteenth tee they've moved back further. Yeah. So it's a—it's a longer shot. So most players now, uh, previously, have hit free wood to the corner and they can reach that par five. Yep. They've moved it back further, so most now have to hit a driver. Have to hit a driver. Is Augusta Country Club backs onto it? They just go and purchase land off the country club, move the tee back. They've moved roads. They've done everything around Augusta just for this tournament. Far out. And you can understand why, because when Bobby Jones set it up, the one thing that he put in place for longevity was that every person that was a, an Augusta native had tickets to Augusta for the Masters for a lifetime. That's so. So good. that's how. That's how. If if you and I want to go to the Masters, that's how you get tickets. You go and Is buy tickets. Is there much around off. there? Like in no, terms it's of... a fucking butthole of the earth. It's yeah, like right. you just one turn off into Augusta, and there's nothing there except for the golf course. And where would they all stay? Is houses, there, just houses, houses around, around the course. There. Yeah. And if you can find it somewhere on social media, just have a look at uh, Augusta Airport. It is just lined up with about 200 private jets this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you can imagine there's probably a few more after live. Uh, what are we watching this week? Uh, one thing I want to highlight mm. is it comes out, uh, what's tomorrow? Tomorrow is April the 4th. It comes out on Wednesday, April the 5th. It's the movie called Air on Ooh. Michael Jordan um, yeah. and the whole Nike deal of how they got him on board with his shoes. Sonny Vaccaro. Sonny Vaccaro. There, there you go, go. Barnsey. Yeah. What's it's a 30 for Matt 30 da- I watched on Matt, it. Yeah. Matt Damon's in it. It's, uh, they, they reckon the prelims so far is it gets really good write-ups. Is Affleck in it too? I think he is. Yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah. Affleck and they're reuniting yeah. uh, Goodwill Hunting Days. Got to be. Well, good what about the, what about the Sunnies on Sunny Carrara? Yeah, what what basically happened there? They they had a nineteen eighty four. Took the idea to Jordan. So, I can't believe you're asking this. Well, what's the just for the listeners? What's the uh, give us the rundown? What's well, the... it was a, it was when Sunny took the idea to Nike mm. about basically wrapping up one athlete and designing a shoe that they could run with, and yep. then. That was well. It, it, it obviously Nike. Wars. So it's obviously yeah. they went with Jordan with basketball. They picked him out. Mm. Um, he was playing in that North Carolina team, and they sort of saw him with the Bulls back around '87. The other one was Bo Jackson with oh, the yeah. um, the crossover shoe. So he was doing the um, what was it called? Cross trainer. Cross trainer. because so, yeah. he was playing obviously professional basketball and fo- baseball and football at the same time. He was the man in that. And people forget he was as big as Jordan in that time. 100%. And then they obviously dislocated his hip. And that ruined his sort of footy career and everything after yeah. that. But um, Jordan went from strength to strength. And if you go back to that period through the early 80s when he was just starting to make a name, um, they took a big punt. I mean, he had every, you know, footwear manufacturer keen to sign him like you would with any up-and-coming Well, Reebok was player. huge then too. Correct. Adidas yep. was huge. Yeah. So the Nike wasn't the standout back then. It was right. sort of Re- that up-and-comer. Reebok right. was enormous. Reebok was huge, yeah. yeah. Did I see since Kanye separated with Adidas, they've had a massive... Falling in sales, like Have a, they? yeah, huge. I saw something the well, other did, day. Did, they ripped up his contract, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, something happened there, but they, you know, I, I don't know. But it seems to be synonymous with um, Names. Americans 
you know, names, big big names and shoes. Well, the, I, I'm pretty confident in saying this. Uh, the biggest revenue driver for Nike is is Jordan's brand. Yeah, Jordan. Still. Yep. Wow. Well, there yeah. you go. You, you go oh, into yeah. you go into Nike shops and it's it's everywhere. And you know, he's got he's you know, golf shoes, everything. And they're, and they're, people and ask why doesn't, you know, I know Nike sponsored the Big Bash this year, but that's through Nike Australia. There's a different wing. Their international right. company doesn't want to touch our sports because they're just too small, too small. market. They, they know that with basketball, American football, College and sport. these American sports, they just, that's where the money is. Mm-hmm. So that's why they don't, they leave these smaller markets to your, uh, you know, your ISCs and your Cougars and all that, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I wonder who the next, the next big athlete will be that we're talking about in, for 30, 40 years, it's gone well, on it's a interesting. Jordan run. Uh, I read Tiger's something son? this morning. They valued LeBron's son, who's playing. Oh. He's not even at college yet. They va- I don't know how they come up with a contract value. But on the weekend, they valued him. at uh, If he signed right now, it'd be $7.2 million a year. <laughs> and he's at school. <laughs> oh, yeah. How good is that, eh? Is Archie Barnes on something similar? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, boys, um, the final word, uh, Barnsy? Oh, I'm far out. Well, I just, I just want to say a big thank you to Steve Spinks and uh, yes. the organisers of the, the Sevens Rugby t- oh, Tournament. Oh, was it good? It yeah. was really good. Yeah, it was a great, great What concept. were the age groups? What was the spread? Was it 9s, <laughs> 11s, 13s, Barnsey? Um, I think they said, and if it works, they're going to try and do it maybe an annual, annual one. Fantastic. So it was just out at the Epic Fields. Um, yeah, they ran really well. Eight or nine teams every age group. Yeah. It was really brilliant for an inaugural event. How'd the Lennox uh, sides go? Lennox under nines were in the final together, which was really good. We had a Lennox green and Lennox white. Yep. I think the under 11s. Yeah, Casuarina won the 11s. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not sure on the 13s. I'm not sure on the 13s. Yeah, but um, no, good day had by all. Um, I'll give my shout out this week to Matty Legs Lampard. Yes. Raised a uh, heap of money, over three grand um, for young Frankie. Um, Frankie's fund with the wildlife and that sort of stuff. So Matty shaved his long, beautiful locks. So uh, he's a Matthew McConaughey lookalike. <laughs> Mate, <laughs> Still it. a good sort with oh. a bald head, but... That was a great turnout down at Papaya uh, on Saturday for that. Well yep. done, mate. Yep. Uh, Condo's final word. I've got two final words. Number one, Satsy, you got one job for the week. Let's get this uh, ball and all uh, knockout comp uh, up and running. We can raise some more money. And, uh, and secondly, I'd, I'd like to pose a question. Mm. Do you reckon Woody is rostered off until the Tigers win? Well, geez, that, we may not be. get him back. <laughs> <laughs> we may not get him back. Woody, where are you? Well, who have they got this week? They got Para, and they did win that game last year. The corresponding game, they were 0-5. Para was like 5-0, and and they won it. So, Para good omens. On them. Giddy up. Giddy up. Thanks, Condo. Don't smoke here. We only set fire through the microphones. <laughs>